This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello, and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williams, and I appreciate you stopping by for a short visit. How you been? Uh, Listen, do me a favor. Wherever you're listening to this, if you're watching it on YouTube, just do me a quick favor, hit the subscribe button. I really appreciate it. It goes a long way in helping me kind of move up the ranks and, uh, and get some better exposure and manipulate that algorithm that everyone talks about. That mythical, mystical algorithm. So do me a quick favor, do that. I appreciate it. Um, got a good show. Got a good, does anyone ever start one of these things and says, hey, we have a bad show today? Oh, boy, is it shit. <laughs> I got nothing for you today. But no, I got, I got good stuff for you. We're going to talk about the Canadian election. Uh, that'll be fun. We got some uh, Tracy Morgan... Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger news. See if you can kind of put that together in your head as to what that's about. Uh, Got some Jeff Bridges, the dude. He's got some news for us. Uh, Lots of fun stuff to talk about. So welcome and let's start the show. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. I like the new theme song. I know it's not as uh, flashy as my last one, but this one doesn't get flagged on YouTube with copyright infringement. So, it took me a long time to find something that wasn't getting flagged, but I found one. Alright. Hot topics this week. Two big ones. Uh, Canadian election coming up. On uh, Monday, it's Friday as of this recording, the polls show it's very much a uh, liberal-conservative race, and I think think the thing that's uh, becoming the real wild card in this area is the PPC party. Now, for those of you who don't know what the PPC party is, that's amazing. I wish I didn't know what they were either. Um, They are... They are the American equivalent of those red hats. I, I saw, uh, I saw it written somewhere that the purple shirt is the Canadian equivalent of the red hat. And damn, if it's not hard to argue with that, uh, that is that is a an apt description. So, for my American listeners, uh, in the Canadian spectrum, we have uh, really five political parties that are prominent maybe six depending on what you count but we'll try to keep it simple on the far right you have the PPC on the far left you have the NDP maybe the Green Party but no one really cares about the Green Party moving inwards closer to the center right 
of center is our conservatives. Left of center is our liberals. And previous elections, what's always been the concern is the NDP kind of stealing votes from the Liberal Party and reducing their numbers. Because I think a lot of people would like to vote for NDP. Um, but they also don't want the Conservatives to get in. So they, they funnel their vote to the Liberal Party just to be safe. And because there wasn't really a viable, extreme version of the Conservative Party, that was always... A possibility. But now, the PPC party, the Purple Party, uh, is starting to siphon votes from the Conservatives. So now you have two extremes siphoning from the more middle-based, and it's actually going to be stronger, I think, than what the Conservatives were expecting. By not being extreme enough, they're losing the white supremacy. And, uh, I mean, that's awesome. That's something I would want to distance myself from. But, their votes. So, what's the Conservative Party to do? Do they indulge that fan base? Or, do they distance themselves and potentially create... A really strong third party in Canada. Because right now, the PPC is probably the fourth party. But it would not surprise me to see them move into a third position. And head Canada in a direction of what our American uh, brothers and sisters are in. Which is the extreme right, the extreme left, nothing in between. It's interesting. And look, we'll know more on Monday. Um, there's going to be a hell of a lot more mail-in ballots because of COVID. Um, and we're going to have people say they don't trust the ballots. And we'll probably have a whole bunch of the kind of American rhetoric bleed into our system. But uh, I'm still expecting, honestly, just another liberal minority government. And uh, that means it was all for nothing. It was all for nothing. If the Liberal government can't secure the majority, there was no point to this whole thing. Because they called the election three years before they had to in hopes that there was enough anti-conservative movement to move the needle and actually secure the majority vote. I don't, I don't think they've done enough. I don't think the country's in good enough shape. To maybe even warrant a majority government to the Liberal Party. So, give them another minority. Let the systems, the checks and balances take place. And uh, we'll see where it goes from there. But I got a feeling this whole thing was for nothing. Speaking of nothing and the waste of everyone's time. And I'm going to be super brief on this one. Could you not fucking protest at a hospital? That's it. That's it. Just 
stop protesting at hospitals. What type of cretin decides they're going to go protest a hospital? What what type of individual decides? Let's go to Dollarama. Let's make some signs. And let's go march outside of a hospital. These motherfuckers should not be allowed healthcare. They shouldn't. They, they should not be allowed the same privileges as the rest of us. You want a two-tier system? We'll give it to you. Our system is not perfect. There's a lot of flaws. But it's free. If you decide you want to have children, you don't have to take into consideration whether or not the simple act of giving birth is going to bankrupt your family. If you accidentally get your spouse pregnant or your girlfriend or whatever, you don't have to have a cost decision associated with that birth. Yeah, you can have other financial assists, but the actual cost of the labor isn't something you'll have to consider. You don't have to consider aborting that birth because you can't afford to give birth. If you get COVID-19, the people in there are going to protect you and do their damnedest to keep you alive. You have the nerve to stand outside and protest. I just... You know, maybe we do need a dictator in this country. But like, the whole idea of a liberal dictatorship, I know is completely backwards. It doesn't make sense, but damn it if it doesn't sound like a half-decent idea, right? Just like... A liberal with a mean streak. I know it doesn't make any sense, but I also know that you know exactly what I'm talking about. So all these morons who've been protesting, and blocking traffic and stopping people from getting to work and harassing them while they eat dinner uh, and are talking about segregation and the two-tier system and Nazis and Hitler and gold star comparisons. If we could just segregate them, but like formally, not informally. They, they say it's happening, so let's just make it happen. Vax school, unvax school. Vaxed healthcare system, unvaxed healthcare system. Vaxed restaurants, unvaxed restaurants. Maybe we haven't gone far enough with this idea. But it's something worth exploring. If only there was an election going on where we could get our ideas heard and maybe someone implement some of these ideas. But they're too radical. They're, they're too radical. People won't buy into that shit, but we should consider it. If you decide you're going to run for public office and use my platform, let me know. I'm not going to do it. I don't have time for that shit. 
Uh, but if you're going to do it and you want to use my platform, it's all yours. All right. It's time for shit you may have missed. For those of you who are new to the program, this is where I go over a whole bunch of hot topics, pop culture headlines, relatively quick segments, maybe a punchy joke or two. We'll see that what the hell happens here. So, I teased off the top of the show. Tracy Morgan, Danny DeVito, and Arnold Schwarzenegger had some news. Tracy Morgan has joined the sequel to the 1988 comedy classic, Twins, replacing Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy's kind of a hot commodity right now, so we had to withdraw from the project. But Arnold and Eddie Murphy have been working on this kind of project and kicking the, kicking it about for a number of years now. The idea of doing a sequel to Twins, where there is a tr- unknown triplet who was lost at birth, who's a black guy, who's this, that, that, another thing. Um, and, uh, and damn, if that doesn't sound funny to me. I mean, the idea of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito and Tracy Morgan just talking. I would watch them just talk and have a conversation for an hour. Uh, but get the three of them acting in total ridiculous situations? Sign me up. I'm down. So, I don't know when it's coming out yet. It was just announced that Tracy Morgan's replacing Eddie Murphy. I am looking forward to this. This is going to be fantastic. I'll have to revisit Twins from 1988. I was four when it came out. Can't say I remember it too well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The latest James Bond movie, No Time to Die, will be almost three hours in length. Which means one thing. I'm not going to see it. Mm -mm. Nope. Anything longer than two hours gets a raised eyebrow from me. I wish I could do the eyebrow thing like The Rock, but I can't. But it gets a raised eyebrow from me. I just don't have that kind of attention span. I don't. Even movies I really want to watch. Like, I really want to watch The Irishman. I haven't yet. I hear it's like four hours long. I really love The Godfather. In in Scarface. I've seen those movies a couple times each. They're just too long. I had to stop watching the Harry Potter movies because they were too long. I don't have the attention span for it. Things I want to see. So... Sorry, James Bond. I'm out. Jeopardy news. (laughs) I don't even know if you people like it when I drop Jeopardy news. But uh, I don't care. I'm going to keep doing it. So, we've been following this saga very closely on the show. Mike Richards is out. They announced that Mayim Balik and Ken Jennings will take over kind of co-host roles uh, and they have confirmed that those two will be in place 
until the end of the year. Not the end of the season, just the end of the year. So for the remainder of 2021, Balik and Jennings are going to bounce around and uh, fill in all the spots. And then hopefully by 2022, they've made the decision. They are not going to make this next decision a very public one. They're going to keep it close to the vest, I imagine, because of this shit show that happened after Alex's death. The poor guy had stage 9 cancer, or 4 cancer, whatever it is, um, for several years. You think they would have planned this out a little bit better. For the record, I gotta believe it's Jennings to lose at this point. As soon as the whole disaster went with Mike Richards, I have to assume that it's just a matter of negotiating the dollar value. And if I'm Jennings' agent, I'm just demanding a blank check to end this process and let him take over the host. He wasn't the best, but he's certainly a safe choice at this point. We're going to go with some some uplifting news followed by some sad news. So, uh, Jeff Bridges, the dude, uh, announced that he uh, ha- battled COVID while <laughs> battling cancer. Uh, thankfully, cancer's in remission now, and he's on the other side of the worst of COVID. Um, but goddamn, Jeff Bridges. Uh, look, I, I love the Big Lebowski. It's a, uh, it's one of my guilty pleasures, and I saw it way too late in life. But I, uh, I eventually sat down and watched it. And at first, I liked it. I didn't really love it. But for some reason, I was drawn to watching it again. And then by the second time, I was like, I get it. I get what everyone loves about this movie. Now it's my, now it's my comfort movie. I'm having a bad day or if had a rough week or month or something like that. If I turn on the Big Lebowski bowl of popcorn, love it. So, the dude. Uh, I'm glad to hear he's okay. Glad to hear he's doing well. And, uh, you know, I'm not really a God bless kind of guy, but God bless Jeff Bridges. And finally, um, tragic news this week in the comedy world in the passing of Norm MacDonald, after he had uh, been secretly battling cancer for nine years, which is why I think I just said stage nine cancer. Uh, He'd been battling cancer for nine years in secret, still doing shows, still hitting the clubs. Um, And, uh, you know, before I was that nerd dad, I used to run a website and a blog called Idolizing Clowns. And uh, that was my passion. That's, I mean, still is my passion. Uh, I always wanted to be a stand-up comedian, as I've said many times on this show. And as a result, I have become a student of comedy and comedy history. And with Idolizing Clowns, I, I, I often wrote about my heroes and, uh, and their place in history within the comedy world and and the inspiration that they provided to many people and and the outpouring of clips this week uh from norm mcdonald uh where was really something else and something special to behold so uh if you haven't seen them all already check them out 
the most common popular ones that I've seen going around are uh, Norm Macdonald telling the moth joke. So good. Check him out on the Bob Saget roast. Uh, he he bombs for eight minutes straight for strictly the amusement of the other comedians. It is so bad. It is so funny. And uh, watch him on Conan O'Brien's last show as the Tonight Show host, where he brought Conan a delayed congratulations gift basket. And there's also a really sweet clip of Seth Meyers um, talking about his how he inspired his version of the Weekend Update when he was on SNL and how he had to be cognizant of not doing a Norm Macdonald impression all the time. So uh, rest in peace, Norm Macdonald. The world's a, a lot less funny now. But uh, the people he's inspired, it's going to carry on for generations. That's it. It's the show. I'm going to end on a death, I know. But Norm Macdonald, legend, icon, someone I certainly grew up uh, respecting and, and and loving for a lot of for maybe a, a loose interpretation of the word, but uh, that's it. Hope you've been well. I really do. I mean that. Um, the people I haven't met through this are like family to me, and they're my uh, you guys are my my little crew, and I appreciate it. Uh, I will say I have started on TikTok. I'm on TikTok now, guys. Got convinced to do TikTok. And I'm starting to try and think like a TikToker, which is just the dumbest sentence. Uh, but I am putting up some creative shit now there. So look out for that. Follow me on TikTok, That Nerd Dad Podcast. And of course, you can hit me on all my socials, at That Nerd Dad, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, what the hell else am I doing here? I think I've said them all. Uh, but TikTok's the big one now. And honestly, I'm still really pissed off with Instagram. <laughs> so I think I'm going to shift my focus away from Twitter or uh, from Instagram and Facebook a little bit and move more towards Twitter and TikTok and, of course, YouTube. Uh, the visual, the, 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 you know, the mediums that I enjoy. And I, I, I like interacting with. And there's a lot more communication with um, with individuals. I find it much more expressive and, and just a, a better experience as a social media user. So, long way of saying, fuck Instagram. <laughs> so, we're going to end the show uh, with my son's voice. But I'm going to try it in a slightly different manner. So, I hope this works. If it doesn't work, I'll know for next weekend I can try something new. Have a great weekend, everyone. Wait, wait, wait. Here it is. Thanks for listening. Did it work? God, I hope it worked. We'll talk to you next week. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. 
the journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. I'm Matt Cundell, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.